Welcome everyone to today's podcast episode. You're listening to the Home Design Podcast. My name is Adam Case, your host, and we aim to educate, inspire, and connect South Florida with the industry authorities within their trade. Today, we're gonna be discussing everything interior design, design trends in 2023, but most important, what you should know when hiring a designer. All with Janine and Karina of KJ Design Collective. All right. Well, thank you for being here. No, thank you. Thank you ready you to do this? Yeah. Have you been on a podcast it. before? No. No. All first right. time. All right. Well, I mean, everybody listening, they might be familiar. You've been designers in our home show before. Um, but before we go into all these trends and what to know and everything else, who are you? Introduce. Give me a little lowdown, a rundown as far as who Janine and Karina is. Well. <laughs> are. <laughs> So I'm Janine, I'm Karina, <laughs> and we are the dynamic duo mm -hmm. from KJ Design Collective. And um, something unique about us, we've actually known each other since high school. Wow. So we go way back. Way. <laughs> and um, we started our business about four years ago, mm -hmm. focusing uh, mainly on residential renovations. Okay. And it's been a journey thus far. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you're still friends? Yeah. Yeah. Business and all. I was still friends. Made in her wedding. So <laughs> oh, we're, there you go. we're very <laughs> close friends. We're very not close. Like we don't know each other. And right. then, you know, the the thing that also makes us really special as a company is that before we started our business, we actually did were working in the industry for like over 10 years. Janine okay. had been working in interior design firms. That's where her degree is from. I was working with high-end procurement companies in the hospitality industry, so managing all the projects. So that's kind of how KJ came to be was us using both our advantages and being very much a yin and yang and deciding to go together and create a company. Amazing. So at what point, like, like what happened when you both just came together and you're like, you know what, we can do this on our own? Yeah, so I was actually on my honeymoon. Okay, okay. And, um, <laughs> Couldn't stop thinking about her. <laughs> Couldn't stop thinking about me. And um, at the time, Never. I was actually working uh, for a corporate company. Okay. And Karina texted me while I was on my honeymoon, and she says, I have to talk to you. When you get back, as yes. soon as you get back, I have an idea. Nothing bad. Right. Right, can you imagine that text? Like, I need to talk to you. Right, 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 back. like something serious. Right, like, it's like, it's just nothing. Just tell me now. I can't, like, it's think nothing about bad, this. It's just... just also mental note for myself, when you come back, I want to talk to you about something. And then she came back, I gave her her time. And then I was like, hey, listen, I have this really crazy idea, but what if we just start an interior design business? Like you have the creative side. I have the experience with managing projects and installation and purchasing and all that stuff. Why don't we just combine forces and, and start our own company? Yeah. And that's really and you were all in. Yeah, we were yeah. all in. That's pretty much the... The inception of KJ Design. Yeah. Awesome. And you were like, what took you so long to figure that out? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So we watch your projects. We see your projects. You guys, you know, your element, your design style, everything. It's amazing. It inspires, obviously, every, you know, all of us. Um, the home design and home improvement process and what goes into it is extremely mm -hmm. overwhelming. But we keep hearing this word trends. Trends are everywhere. It's in fashion. It's in design. It's in every aspect of business and life, you know, it's actually more of a marketing gimmick and a marketing scheme mm -hmm. in the sense of like, there's always something to buy and a reason to throw something away or put it away and buy something new. But talking about design trends, because the topic is so important um, and really how to design a home properly while incorporating these, but yet making something that will really 
last and, you know, um, you know, sustain and, and live the mm-hmm. test of time. So talking about design trends in particular, what are you guys seeing? Yeah, so in our industry, obviously, it's important to keep up with trends. We're not the designers that are going to be focused on trends all the time, but we right. obviously we want to carry that through in some way in our designs. So it's important for us to kind of just be knowledgeable of what's in and what's out. So this year for 2023, we're seeing a lot of wallpaper. Okay. So in... The previous years, you know, our clients were kind of scared to use wallpaper. They were very has much, a bad rap. It has a bad rap a little bit. You know, we're used. I think to, we all have a little PTSD <laughs> from like well, the eighties wallpaper. Yeah. It's no longer your grandmother's wallpaper. Right. I mean, yeah. but I will say that grandmother style is here in some ways. It <laughs> is. <laughs> you know, so but but yes, one hundred percent. Yes. So it's funny. Um, we've we've seen an uptick in a lot of wallpaper mm-hmm. um, inquiries. They, you know, clients want to use more bold colors, more okay. textures. So definitely wallpaper mm-hmm. is something that is on trend right now. And I think it's here to stay. Agreed. Absolutely. And yeah. wall coverings in general, because there's yeah. a lot of great materials out there. Oh, yeah. There's, you know, peel and stick. There's your traditional wallpaper. It's just there's so many aspects of wallpaper mm-hmm. that's out there. Prints, you know, um, textures. Grass, textures, grass yeah. cloth. So in custom options. And Absolutely. custom too. Yeah. yeah. So you can definitely just, you know, we like to also put wall coverings whenever you're trying to just an, add an extra layer right. to the design because it it go it just exceeds even paint too. It just adds this extra color, wow factor, texture to the overall design. Right. No, yeah. without a doubt, because you know, like that. I mean, it, it's something when people are designing their home, they feel like you know it's such a definite thing. But anything could be changed yeah. down the road or whatever it might be. But you know, wallpaper. I mean, just what we're seeing. Like you mentioned, the textures, the mm-hmm. colors, the applications, even wall panels. I mean, there's so much that goes into it. So where, where, what else are we seeing? Like we're talking about color, you know, that obviously goes through the entire home. Doesn't matter if we're talking about cabinets, furniture, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, fabrics, you know, textiles, all of that. So, right. yeah, we're seeing a lot of um, rustic elements as well. Okay. In in 2023, mm-hmm. the incorporation of a lot of warm tones, a lot of you know stones that are you know, obviously quartz and you have the man-made porcelain type of stones, but we're seeing more clients want to invest in quality materials, natural materials like your marbles, your quartzite. So that's something that we've also seen um, come to be in this Mm -hmm. new year. Um, The incorporation of warmer elements as well, like your white oaks, your walnuts, just Mm -hmm. really making your environment feel warm and inviting. Right. Right. And talking about like the stones and surfaces and all these topics, you can go so far in so many directions. But what are you seeing as far as the finishes? Because you can get high gloss, you can get matte, you can get leathered. Um, What are you seeing in the sense of like the textures of that that people are looking for in their homes? Yeah, I think it really depends on the look you're going for. But we have seen the mat is coming up. You Mm -hmm. know, there's a lot of materials that do come in gloss or polished. But we have seen people really are leaning more towards that matte finish. Yeah, I agree. I think there's definitely an uptake in the polished materials. Uh, So it's, it's definitely coming on trend for sure. 
Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the porcelain slabs, you know, whether it's for countertop surfaces, but you're really seeing these large format slabs really for walls more mm-hmm. and more. Have you guys started implementing some of that into your designs? We have, yeah, especially in bathrooms. Yeah, large, it's a great way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Large bathrooms where you want to feel it's more of a spa experience. Mm-hmm. We love using those large slabs on, you know, shower walls that really can make a big, big absolutely. impact. Right, yeah. no, absolutely. And like you mentioned, like these rustic materials, the walnuts, the oaks, I mean, it's beautiful. Na- adding that natural element, it kind of brings, like if somebody wants modern, it, it adds a little bit more of comfort into yeah. the design. Design. But, you know, while we're on the topic of kitchens in general, cabinetry, we've seen a lot of colors, a lot of finishes, um, you know, from shaker style to flat to mm-hmm. all that, you know, what are you seeing when it comes to, you know, kitchen design and cabinetry? Yeah, I think the shaker style is 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 a classic design. Right. I don't think that's ever going to go away. <laughs> Agreed. And I think it's more of the safe choice for homeowners. Right. It's very, you know, it's something that's beautiful. It's timeless. Right. So I think that that style's going to be, you know, sticking around for a while, mm-hmm. but we have noticed um of trend that we love and we're starting to incorporate more of is a fluted design. Yeah. Okay. So you, yeah, that's that. beautiful. Panels yeah. that have this fluted, especially in a white oak, that just looks mm-hmm. gorgeous. Yep. So maybe you can introduce a fluted uh, drawer mm-hmm. mixed with a flat panel. That would be gorgeous as well. Yep. And it adds another element yep. of, you know, texture and it's right. something different that you don't usually see also in a kitchen. Also incorporating things like decorative hoods. We yeah. recently done a fluted detail and a decorative hood just, just up sells the overall look of a hood um so it creates a wow factor too in the kitchen yeah and it it it's so, it's a soft uh because obviously the curve of it and mm-hmm. everything but it adds such a nice element and luxurious element and not you don't just see it anywhere but for those for the people that are listening because we get a lot a lot of the design mm-hmm. community but also homeowners um explain what fluted means so that way if somebody's like they're probably googling right googling now like right now. what, what is, is fluted, fluted? <laughs> I, I need fluted in my in my house so let, let's go into that what exactly is fluted for those that don't so, know a fluted design is essentially you take a piece of you know wood or trim that has a curvature on mm-hmm. it and then you can do you know half of an inch to three inch so it really depends on the look you're going right. for. and then the curvature just keeps repeating itself and the back curvature back. yeah keeps repeating itself yeah yes. Right. And people can actually find these in pre-made, pre-fabricated yeah. panels because that industry has come a long way, mm-hmm. even just in the past couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Sure. And you can even find, you know, fluted trims at Home Depot, Lowe's. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and just kind of cut it to glue it together. Yeah. Home Depot and Lowe's are up in their game. Yeah, <laughs> Bring Bringing some design. It's they new. know. They <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, what about like, you know, when, you know, you guys stylize kitchens, you know, are you seeing certain colors really being used more than others in kitchen design and whether, whether we're talking about cabinets or just mm-hmm. accents? Yeah, we've seen a lot of uh, accents in blue. Okay. So whether that be a blue island or, you know, the lowers being blue and the uppers being white. Mm -hmm. Um, Before, a lot of homeowners were kind of scared to incorporate colors in their kitchen. Right. Um, So we have seen a lot of gray and white, you know, your typical neutral colors. Mm -hmm. But right now, if you do want to use a color, the homeowners tend to lean towards blue. I feel like it's a safer of the colors. Of the color scheme. Um, If you, we have seen green cabinets. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Green. Yes. Like a very dark green. Like a forest green. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. If you want to get a little bit wild, you know, we'll do do the green. (laughs) Go for the green. And, and, 
talking about blue, like you start seeing it, like I feel like the safer is more of like on the Navy scale, but mm-hmm. you start seeing some of the lighter blues and different yeah. elements, uh, which, you know, you're still in that family and it will, you know, replicate, you can incorporate it throughout your home, but it gives it a whole different vibe. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we actually recently completed a project where we actually went on the lighter tone of blue mm-hmm. yeah. uh, for this Coral Gables kitchen. And it's just, it was just an added level of, just, it was just a, a perfect accent because it was just on the island. Right. So, you know, in case people are nervous about putting in color, when you have things like islands, you can, that's kind of like a good safe zone to play with color right? because it's just one particular designated area. It's yeah. not like the whole thing, which may scare some homeowners. Right. Yeah. yeah, and if it's just on the I- on, on the island, to your point, if you hate it, you can always <laughs> just change it. Right. <laughs> and it's just on the island. Right. No, without a doubt. I mean, the, and, and that's what's great about home. Like paint goes a long way yeah. um, and prefin- or refinishing and things like that. Um, you know, but, you know, while we're, you know, talking about kitchens, you know, there's a lot of elements, you know, we've talked about the cabinets, we've talked about the surfaces, we've talked about incorporating color, but also, you know, the handles, all of the hardware, things like that. Um, are you guys, because, you know, this is always a trend. You see some of the more of the brasses and then you see some of the more satins and stainless um, type of finishes. What are you guys using or or even black? Black has come in a, yeah. in a big way. Um, you know, what are you guys using in your projects? We love to mix metals. Right. So we never, I think in all of our projects, we've always used at least two metals. Yeah. Two complementary metals. Right. Yeah. So we love black. So usually when we're using black, we tend to mix it with a brass. Okay. So like a mm-hmm. satin brass. That that combination goes really well together. Um, so for example, you know, if we choose satin brass for the hardware, for the cabinets, we'll probably mix in some black accents with the lighting okay so that way there's and the a plumbing com- and the plumbing mm-hmm. so that way there's a combination of the mixed metals within the space right and it gives it gives the overall vibe you know an elevated look right. where it's not all just like one tone you know of, yeah. of the of the metal finishes yeah because i feel like homeowners are afraid to mix you know for, for a while i feel like people mm-hmm. were telling you don't mix, keep it the same, play it safe. But at the end of the day, like that's what makes it unique and it creates more of a flow versus just like a showroom look, you know? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I think Make it, it livable. No, <laughs> totally. And I think it, it helps with moving your eye around the space. Right. And it's not just one kind of commonality. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wow, there's satin brass there. And then your eye travels up and there's, oh, there's black fixtures. So it... It also creates kind of like a lived-in look. Yeah. Like you said, not like a showroom. You're not feeling stiff in your own kitchen. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, that's a thing. And and I feel like that in itself was a trend, like super ultra modern, very clean, very white, like uh, like afraid to do anything, Um, where now you see more of like that approachability, the livability, you know, like things that are more comfortable um, because, you know, who can keep everything white clean all the time (laughs) especially with kids yeah no 100% (laughs) absolutely and you know what goes hand in hand with kitchens you know a lot of times the synergy goes right over to the bathrooms Mm -hmm. Um, bathroom design style we see it in your projects implementing a lot of these same elements that carry over from the kitchen but what are you seeing in in in, uh, bathroom trends today going into the new year 
Yeah. So bathrooms, uh, we've seen a lot of curbless showers. Okay. So just using the same flooring material Mm -hmm. from your actual bathroom flooring, carrying it through into your shower. Not only does it create more of an open space, it makes it seem like the bathroom is bigger than what it is. Right. It also eliminates um, the need for that curb. Right. So it's also an ADA Mm -hmm. issue where if you do have elderly uh, clients, they're able to, you know, use this space more comfortably. Right. They can just walk into the space. Walk in. And that's important when you're aging in place for Mm -hmm. those elderly clients. And it's trendy. I mean, these elderly people, they could be trendy too. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, I'm all for it. Yes. We, we love to use maybe like a Spanish tile yep. on, on a bathroom floor, obviously slip resistant, mm-hmm. and then carrying it through um, the shower and it creates, you know, it's a fun, it's a fun look. Right. Absolutely. And the other thing is also like, you know, when you go with the curbless and um, so when, when you're installing that, I assume it just all has to do with the, the pitch of the floor and yeah. making sure that obviously it's, you know, going away from the rest of the bathroom. Exactly. Yeah, you just have to coordinate it right with whoever's installing your bathroom to yeah. make to create that pitch because right. we still need a place where the water needs to to meet and go down the drain. Right, right. We don't want water issues. <laughs> no, and, village. And also something that you know, I feel like we're seeing more and more. But obviously, you guys would know better. But are you guys implementing any of like the steam elements or things like that that people are looking for showers? Oh, totally. definitely. Yeah. I'll let you take that one. Yeah. So, <laughs> so not only is it with the plumbing, which yeah. is that's an added part, adding in like a rain head, making a secondary place for the water to come out instead of just your standard shower head. We also have implemented it in the glass enclosures, okay. creating kind of a steam release right above the door. So that way, if you want to create more of a steam, you're able to close it and the, the steam stays within the shower. And then when you're ready to kind of you're done for it, you just kind of open it and let the steam release. Right. And also, too, we've also been incorporating things like benches. Our homeowners have requested to want wanting a bench inside just a place to sit and add that elevated kind of spa feel to their shower. Yeah. Yeah. Cause people want to feel like they're in a spa in a hotel, like, you know, enjoy your home. You know, you, you you don't have to travel for it. You can have it right, (laughs) right where you live every day. Um, in talking about steam in particular, an important element that people need to know is in when you start seeing people tiling the ceiling, um, you know, so have you guys, you know, is there anything that people should know when, when they're, looking for that to make sure that whoever is installing it is doing it properly? Yeah, it's important to to partner with a, a good contractor that has good subs yep. um, because mm-hmm. they're, the exactly. that, they're yeah. the ones that are going to be installing it. <laughs> yeah. So you want to make sure that tile guy knows what he's yeah. doing, um, especially on something like a ceiling in a shower. Right. When you're using a mosaic, for example, it's, it's important that, you know, everything lines up exactly Perfect. and all the edges are, mm-hmm. you know, you have the right trim to kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly the what I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, so going from, you know, we tra- we're traveling through the home. So we're bringing them now out of the bathroom mm-hmm. and going more into living spaces and things like that. And we were talking about paneling and we were talking about those different elements. Um, but, you know, touch on the term accent wall specifically, mm-hmm. because that's something that a lot of people are looking for. Um, but what makes that perfect accent wall? 
So many things. <laughs> <laughs> we have time, so have let's go. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, well, we love to just create an accent wall, create like a focal piece, a focal point in the room. And you can play around with an accent wall. It could be things like paint. It could be a wood paneling. It could be wallpaper. This is where you can definitely play around with how to liven up the space. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it really, the accent wall... Not only is it visually appealing, but it, it creates that focal wall that mm -hmm. Karina was talking about, but it creates depth as well in the space. So right. it's like your eyes is like going to that that specific wall and it's an opportunity for you to to be creative and to do something special. Right. Yeah. So one of the things we love to do for accent wall specifically is use board and batten. So okay. it's pretty much a, and that's also something that's been on trend for mm -hmm. 2023. Um, it's a, it's really using millwork trim pieces on your walls okay. to create a design, whether that's a geometric design yeah. or a symmetrical design, but it's, it's actually an affordable way to, to really create an accent wall without spending too much mm -hmm. money, like a wallpaper to make it special. And, and when you're saying that I'm thinking, and I, and I started seeing a lot more elements and in incorporating lighting into these walls as mm -hmm. well, like having linear lighting, like within like the seams of these different um, you know, accent walls and, you know, the paneling and things like that. So, you know, people can get creative with it. I mean, oh, you can absolutely. step out of your comfort because, you know, I mean, everyone wants to have like, you know, something unique about their home, but you know, it doesn't have to be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Without a doubt. And, you know, we're talking, um, you know, we see it all the time as well, like having harmonious environments. Um, have you guys been incorporating more of like greenery and plants doesn't matter if it's real or artificial. I mean, I know I don't have a green thumb, but artificial <laughs> is easy and it looks good. And, um, you know, what, let's touch on that because that is something that we're seeing more and more of, um, every day. Yeah. Yeah. We always love to include greenery agreed on the faux versus real. That's something that's, <laughs> what's, what's your style? Like, what are you going for? Well, we're also different. I do, I have a black thumb, so okay. I will kill anything right. real, including things like cactus. So I go the faux route. Right. So it's really up to the homeowner too. And that's something that we discussed with them too. Just right. also, you know, are you, do you guys have the th green thumb to make, you know, maintain and upkeep a plant? Right. Or do you want us to go the faux route? And if we do, you know, we always try to get something that's looks real because right. that's also that's also I, I think a fear of people and in, in faux greenery is that it looks synthetic it looks plastic but we go through that extra step to just make sure we get the ones that almost look real which there definitely are some out there absolutely For yeah sure. i mean plants have come a long way oh, like absolutely. artificial plants yeah. it's completely, incredible completely and a lot of the times too when we're renovating a space our clients want to f have that indoor outdoor right. lifestyle yep. so it's important for us to incorporate that outdoor living. So a lot of the times we're looking at these floor plans and we're figuring out, okay, how can we open up the space to be mm -hmm. more involved with the outside? Mm -hmm. How can we bring that that feel inside? So we incorporate, you know, the use of more, you know, French doors, larger right. windows. If there's an opportunity to open up the wall and maybe do like a, a slider right. or do, you know, a stacked really cool uh, door. Um, so we're always looking for opportunities to bring in light and bring in the outdoors in. Absolutely. The natural yeah. element is huge. And, and like you mentioned also, I'm sure you guys get into every day. People are like, I have my dream. I want to take down all these walls and, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, opening it up and really adding that natural light and that element to it. Um, you know, what, you know, talking about projects that you guys have done, what has been like, I guess, what was the craziest idea that somebody was like, you know what, I really want to do this. And you guys had to figure it out. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. You're putting us on the spot. Yeah. That's part of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be literally, I mean, it could have been a wall that's like, there's no way we can take down this wall. This is like holding up the entire second story. And, you know, um, Nibia. Oh, okay. In the kitchen. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 So, um, yes, there was a project that the kitchen was very much enclosed within the living spaces. Right. And that's not what they wanted. They wanted definitely an open concept. And so when you have to talk open concept with an enclosed space, the immediate thought is, well, we got to we gotta knock something down. Right. So there was a particular wall that they had all their appliances, like, you you know, wall oven, fridge. Then they had this very walk-in pantry all on this one wall that essentially we are proposing to knock down. Right. So we had to reconfigure everything and where to place it and also give them the storage that essentially we're removing from the gecko and something that they're so been so comfortable with. So we had to, after we knocked down that wall, we figured out, well, where do we need to give them that storage? Right. So they had this wall that was very, that's perpendicular to the kitchen that essentially we created a whole wall of cabinetry. They have this, uh, not only, I think, believe double pantry, we did a panel ready fridge. And then we also created these faux cabinets that were actually doors. Okay. Because really in cool. that perpendicular wall, there was actually a little, there was a hallway that led to their laundry room, a spare bathroom and a spare room. So they wanted to, if we were going to put all these cabinets there, they wanted us to essentially hide that because. It's like a secret door. Exactly. <laughs> secret door. Yeah. So it's now door. if you were to just look at it with those doors closed, you would just think it's just a wall of cabinets. But in reality, we created those doors so that uh, you can get into that space. Yeah. And it created a seamless look. Yeah. That's really cool because the average person wouldn't think about that. Um, you know, as far as the possibilities of design and what you can do and everything, because, you know, ultimately, you know, somebody comes to you with their dream. And you need to figure out how to work with the space. And it might not 100% line up with what they thought they wanted. But a lot of times and often, it's better than um, or it's, you know, the logical approach as far as what can be done, because people right. don't know what can or cannot be done. Um, and that kind of leads me into, you know, as far as, you know, going into these projects and, you know, when you have homeowners that come to you and, you know, they're, they're like, oh, I want this, this, I want an open concept. I want to knock out these windows. I want big doors and all of this. And you have to make the dream come to reality. But. Where do you, where do homeowners, where should they start with the home design process? Like, what is that, that before they even call the contractor mm -hmm. or, or when they start putting feelers out there and, and starting to, you know, see who is that fit for, you know, who they're going to hire? Yeah, there's definitely a couple of things that come to mind. You know, one thing is just understanding the designer's style, right? Because if you have a certain style and a certain like of how you want your house to feel and the designer something different then you guys are it's it's going to be a hard mix to, right. to get together so you definitely want to find somebody that has your design aesthetic or that you really like all their projects right so I, that's for sure one thing. yeah that's a good starting point mm -hmm. well, well it also goes into even before they talk to a designer you know what we should probably touch on is why hire a designer versus just a regular contractor yeah so the contractor, we love contractors. Yeah, they, they're our buddies. You work together, they're, yeah. Yeah, they're our buddies. But there are like kitchen companies. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously working with a designer is very different because mm -hmm. it will obviously, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah. Right. So we, the the good thing about hiring a designer is, is being able to see the bigger picture. Right. You know, especially when it's things like 
renovations and we are having to knock down walls and there are a lot of work to be done, it could be overwhelming. Right. So that's why you should always uh, go to a designer. You know, we're professionally trained to do this, to take to take that stress off of yeah. you <laughs> and also to see that bigger picture, to create this design, because it could be, you know, when you're having to look at a variety of things like backsplash and tile, it, it can be stressful and you're just like i don't know they all look the same so you know hiring a designer just streamlines that for you so you're you're able to get the look and feel that you want from your home but someone else is taking that control for you absolutely yeah make it cohesive no absolutely and i think the designers also help with with the contractor like Mm -hmm. being the mediator between the the client and the contractor so we're essentially your representative so you're not having to go to the contractor with all of these questions you can essentially go to us and we're behind the scenes mm-hmm. handling that. Right. And coming up with the best approach and, and, you know, basically like, like you said, the mediator, right. um, you know, so inspiration is found everywhere around us. You know, social media has made lives easier, but mm-hmm. also more difficult because I'm sure homeowners come to you guys and they come to, whether it's a Pinterest board or uh, Instagram or whatever it might be. And they're like, Oh, I like all this. And you're like, well, none of that really makes sense together, (laughs) but how do you make sense of it? (laughs) So one of the first things we do when we uh, bring on a client is we call it essentially the discovery and inspiration. Okay. So we really take the time to meet with the client. We create a private uh, Pinterest board Mm -hmm. and we use that collaboratively to make sure that we're understanding their style preferences. Right. Maybe it doesn't make sense, <laughs> but it's our job to make sense of it, right? right? So we create that board to really ask the questions. You know, what is it specifically that they like about this photo? Mm-hmm. Is it the color? Is it the textures? Is it this style of light? We really try to pinpoint what they like in each photo so we can then in turn create an inspiration meeting inspiration presentation to kind of guide them as to like okay this is this is kind of (laughs) right the vibe (laughs) right this is what you like right (laughs) no definitely because you know ultimately most people they have no idea what they really want they have an idea and there are certain elements so it's a matter of pulling out like say if somebody has a picture of a kitchen but really all they like is like this woven light, you know, like that boho style or whatever it might be, or this blue tile. So, you know, you're pulling what they really like, like, you know, you know, if you're talking to somebody and say there's a problem or something like that, it's really finding out what the real problem is because, you know, there's a lot of surface things, but then, you know, you want to kind of dig to really see what, what they do, what Mm -hmm. is there. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of the times we'll, you know, we'll pull up a picture of a kitchen and that, that our clients have saved. Right. And we're pointing out things that they haven't even thought of or noticed in that picture. (laughs) And and they're just like, Oh, I like the picture. Right. I like the overall picture, but you know what? Now talking about it, I don't really like that style of drawer. And right. I don't really like that color. So mm-hmm. it's a matter of really pinpointing what they do and what they don't like. A- absolutely. So once you go through that whole inspiration process, you kind of narrowed it down to, okay, this is the general style. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys are, you know, going to the board, starting to draw it out. Like, what is that next step? Is that design. So after we, after we've created that whole design and laid everything out, we like to then present it to the client. Okay. Just to just to make sure obviously that they love it because we want them we'll be executing this design and we're showing things things to them like finishes because you know in in print 
uh, tile can look one way on right. a computer screen. It can look another. So let's get you the physical sample so you can see it. Right. And we present it to them. We show them the layout. We show them the drawings if it if requires any sort of, um, like if we're doing a kitchen, and we have the kitchen layout where the appliances go, where the drawers versus doors go, et cetera. We lay that all to them and we we show them everything and we, we always like to put in the little asterisk saying, we know this is a lot of information. Right. It's a lot to digest. Sit with it for a little bit because it does take time to really decipher through everything that we showed you. And then from there, we, you know, if we have to make any changes, we make any changes, but then we go and we execute the project. Right. So that's definitely the next step. And there's obviously, like you said, you're making changes and I'm sure it doesn't stop just there. There's an evolution of the project Absolutely. and, you know, ideas come up, problems come up where you're like, you know, once you open up a wall, you may have not realized something was behind it and you just can't get around it or it's very costly. So you come up with those substitutions as well. Mm -hmm. So you know, design is done. Everybody's there. So now you're starting to open up those walls, tearing everything out, <laughs> doing what you're doing. The fun stuff. But, right. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know, so, you know, there's, there's things and, and you're specifying projects and products and that, you know, especially today going through COVID, that was a real thing. Like, yeah. you know, materials and furnishings and things like that. Maybe there's something you absolutely wanted. So how does that process or when does that process really start? Yeah, so just... As far as like the purchasing, as far as the, you know, yeah. put, bringing it all together. Right, so once we present the design, and obviously there's going to be a few revisions as mm -hmm. much as we want them to love it, the first go ahead, right. <laughs> um, there's always going to be feedback. So we'll do the revisions um, and then we'll present the final design to them. Right. Once we get approvals, we'll usually send our clients an invoice for all of the products that they are essentially going to approve. Right. Mm -hmm. So once we get the green light from them, that's when the procurement stage starts. Good. Right. So in our process, we like to off the bat give our clients lead times. Okay. So for any product, um, we'll give them obviously the price, lead time, mm -hmm. and then we'll buy the product. And then guess what? Maybe like a few you know, a week later, we find out that that thing that was in stock right. is no longer available. It's usually their favorite thing. Like, like I designed this COVID. entire house around that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so then we have to go through the exercise of finding something that's similar, reselecting right. it. Right. So then that's also another, yeah. another, you know, item that's going to extend right. your, your and timeline. Then, and then a big thing too is having that transparency with the client, because what if it's that one piece that they love right. and it's, and it's the lead time is just like maybe four weeks out than what we originally told them. For. So you know, we have that conversation with our homeowners and say, hey, listen, unfortunately, we thought this item was in stock. It's no longer in stock. It's actually four weeks out. Do you want us to reselect it? We have no problem. Right. Or do you guys want to wait the four weeks? And sometimes we have owner homeowners that are like, no, I want something now. Let's reselect it. And sometimes we have homeowners like, oh, man, I really love that piece. I'll wait. Right. It's worth the wait. So that's a very important thing that we like to do is just have that transparency with our homeowners. Yeah. Open communication. Absolutely. We, you know, one of the things we do to help streamline the communication is we, we have a chat with all of our clients. Okay. So we don't have to wait you know, an email goes through and then wait hours to get a response. Right. It's, it's, we need things instant <laughs> because to your point, when we're doing a renovation, sometimes we can't wait. Right. Because what if it's a plumbing fixture that the plumber needs right. ASAP? So we need to constantly be sure that whatever the contractor needs, we're able to make sure that it's on site and, 
and they have it essentially right. to, to get their job done. And that's a big component to working with designers because ultimately like, you know, if a, if a homeowner can't make a decision, they're trusting the fact that you guys are making the decision that will make the space still look flawless and everything work together, right. um, you know, in functionality as well, because it's not just the look of it. It's, you know, how people are going to live in it and the daily function of it as well. So, you know, so the fun part gets into mm-hmm. like, you know, you're starting to see things coming together, um, you know, and then, you know, when the project is done, obviously you guys, it's like your time to shine. Like you get to like be the hero, bring the family <laughs> in just like HGTV, lights, oh, yeah. camera, everything or, or might not be that way. Simple. But yeah, so, easy. so yeah. simple. Yeah, that's, you know, once the renovation work is done and then we come in too, because we also have a crew of people that would also assemble furniture. If right. that's something that we're also including in the space is furnishing. And then what we always like to do is is to create an allowance for our homeowners for accessories. Right. So then that way uh, we can just buy things in bulk. And that's our very last step is okay. to accessorize everything. After we've assembled all the furniture, we go and we accessorize all the little nooks and crannies, get all the pretty things just to make it just feel like it's a finally furnished space. So you're right. not having the homeowners when they walk in, they're not having to worry about what else do I need to get? It's like, this is done. It's wrapped in a nice little bow for you. Here you go. That's awesome. <laughs> is it, what would you say your favorite part of the whole process is? Their reaction. Uh, their reaction. Their reaction. Yeah. Their reaction is number one, but For a sure. close second is just photographing the space. Right. Because we'll come back in there and we'll just make sure everything is perfection, yeah. so we can really, you know, photograph for our portfolio. Mm-hmm. And that's really when you see, wow, everything is how I envisioned it. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you get to the photography part, because you see, like that is the final, like that's, you know yeah. how it all came together. When you're looking through everything, would you guys say that you have a defined design style or would you say that it's, you know, you know there are similarities, but it's really just catered to the homeowners? I think we have. Yeah. Like I, do people come to you because of yes. a, a something specific yeah. that they I want? Think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. We, we definitely have our our own aesthetic that mm-hmm. we both like, but as KJ Design Collective, I think our style is very much that modern luxe without feeling too stuffy. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of a, that luxe casual uh, modern aesthetic. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, warm, inviting. So that's that's kind of what we want all of our projects to to look like and feel like. Right. Amazing. And you know, when you think of KJ, you know, what does KJ Design Collective truly mean to you? You know, like how would you define the what you do? And what differentiates you from another design firm? So, Most importantly, that's that's what it all comes down right, to. Right. I I think KJ, what we like to say is it's a boutique turnkey full service interior design firm. So that's a lot of big words. So it's a break <laughs> it down. What's it all mean? <laughs> right. Uh, so we do like to take. We're not that interior design company that takes on a lot of clients. Okay. We we like to have a niche of clientele because. We feel that customer service is such a big component of this project and the process because essentially these people are inviting us to strangers into their home. And and then we we're creating a relationship that's not just short term. It's very long term in the process. So we want to make sure that we're very attentive to our clients. And then we also focus a lot on our full service where we execute everything. So not only are we creating the design for you, but we're also executing it for you. Right. Because oftentimes 
like I said, it could be overwhelming. It could be stressful. So let's take, like I always say, let's take the burden off of you guys. Yeah. And I it's think, like you're almost like psychologists. Right, like, I mean, much. there's a piece of that. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, what separates us is that experience that we have. So this isn't just, you know, a passion side project that we've done. We've, we've done the gritty work to, to in this industry. Right. And even on the larger scale, on the hospitality and the commercial side, where there's a lot more work and a lot more managing and designing that goes into it so we have that experience behind our belt to to execute you know what you would like us to do right and that's kind of like an outsider looking in as far as what really does stand out is the fact of your experience you both have very different past lives but at the same time very similar because it comes together in a very cohesive way where that's what you want you want somebody that's been through it you know you know um you know there's all different levels of experience and things like that. Um, but really the fact that you guys have seen it in other ways, um, in hospitality situations, mm -hmm. working with a big firm. So you know how they run, you know how they work, and now you kind of perfect it within your own means. Right. Absolutely. No. And I think it's so important to make sure that the client's happy at the end of the day. Right. And how can we achieve that mm -hmm end goal you know and it's it's through that communication process it's through that customer service to right. really you know make their dreams into reality right no and, with and that's that's for <laughs> me personally like what i love about what we do is we're essentially helping homeowners really feel good and want to live in their homes right absolutely forever. yeah that's why that reaction at the very end is so <laughs> it's so rewarding i feel more than having the completed job is just them loving and be like oh my god this finally happened right and even more so when we're changing things like furniture and paint color knocking down walls creating everything from scratch and so sometimes it's hard for them to even though we've given them all the the stuff to give them a better understanding of what what it will look like, but finally seeing it executed and just them being in complete shock and awe is is really rewarding for right. us. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the time you want to see some tears. Right, so I show me tears. Yeah, no, a lot of the times these homeowners aren't doing renovations all the time. Right. This is probably a one, maybe two one time done, thing yeah. in their lifetime. So you want to make sure you do it right. Yeah. Right. So to be clear, you do like making people cry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Happy tears. Absolutely. Yeah. And and really going into a little bit further to truly help everyone that's listening to this and helping the homeowner. Are there specific questions that homeowners should know to ask when they are looking to hire a designer? Mm -hmm. Like what what, the, what should they? What are these questions that they should know to ask? So one should be you know, having that conversation of what their going rate is uh, and having the conversation about budget. Cause I think that's really important, especially right now that things are, if there's any renovation work, things are a little bit on the higher expensive side right now. So right. having that conversation about budget and if your designer is comfortable with the budget that you have right. to spend. Absolutely. And another, you know, just common thing that you should ask is style. Like right. what's your mm -hmm. style? Are you a traditional designer? Are you a transitional, modern? Like, what do you like? Because at the end of the day, your style preferences need to be cohesive with one another. So that way, Absolutely. at the end of the day, there's not, you know, you're, we're not presenting something that you're going to hate. Right. <laughs> and it comes down to that portfolio that you mentioned. Yeah. You right. know, um, a lot of companies, you know, they should invest in, obviously, capturing the moment and things mm -hmm. like that. But absolutely. 
And I think, um, I mean, just budget is important. Yeah. Um, timeline is another timeline one. is another thing. Right. Uh, so tomorrow doesn't work. Tomorrow right. doesn't work. <laughs> and um, unfortunately, things like HDTV has yeah. not made it easy. Right. Yeah. And you, they see things and don't realize that it takes time. And so we like to have that conversation in terms of timeline, wanting to know when they start how long the process would be that's another great question yeah. in terms of design and where they where the designer foresees their work timeline because there's also one side of the timeline of where a designer needs to create everything and then the other timeline of execution yeah and you mentioned HETV obviously you know it's amazing and you see a lot of inspiration mm -hmm. and things like that timeline is one of those things but also budget mm -hmm. um, because you don't know where some of these projects are happening like you know when you remodel a mansion in uh, Detroit or wherever, and it costs $150,000 for six bedrooms. I mean, that's not realistic. Right. I mean, Godless. here, right. <laughs> so, um, so also that kind of throws things off, but you know, I mean, it's amazing for that inspirational, really gauging how things are in the market in other markets as well. Um, but you know, something that you mentioned, you know, when you specifically talk about, you know, the price structures, because when it comes to designers, people don't understand it. They don't know how it works because you know, how, what is like the industry norm and you know, how do you guys manage it? That's a, that's, a, that's not an easy, easy question right. to answer <laughs> um, because designers really, it's they, their price structure is very different. Right. So it really depends. The way that we structure our business is we have a, a flat fee essentially right. for the design portion. Mm -hmm. And then we do a cost plus um, of 20% for the cost of goods and that percentage covers our time essentially to manage the project. Gotcha. Right. But you know, other designers do an hourly rate, some charge, you know, per square foot. So you, that's another question that, you know, is obviously for homeowners, they should know ahead of time. Like how do you guys charge? Right. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Cause it's definitely different. There's, there's no norm in this industry in terms of your fees. Right. And like Janine mentioned, it's hourly flat, square footage it, it's a variety right it's a variety yeah no absolutely and when you're working with clients do you like it when they're involved or hands off no i like it I when like they're involved, involved. Yeah. it kind of makes our our job a little bit easier in yeah. the sense that they tend to know exactly what they want and what they don't want. Right. Whereas a client that's kind of, I don't know what to do. I need all your guidance and all your help. And they might tend to be a little bit not as right easier to work with. Um, I do typically like the clients that are more hands-on. And I feel like regardless, any any client would essentially be somewhat hands-on, right. at least with us, with things. Because there's things that we want to make sure that they like pink colors. You yeah. know, we always like to swatch a few pink colors on the wall, give our recommendations, let them decide. So I feel like there's still, even if you're wanting to be hands-off, there's still going to be some interactive at right. some point. Yeah, totally. No. Yeah. We, we do need some decisions that <laughs> some you have to Show decide. Show me a pulse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, give me something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we've covered a lot today. We've talked about everything from, tr from trends to the process to hiring a designer is there anything that we didn't cover that you guys want to touch on? I don't know. I think we, I think, I think we covered, covered a, lot. a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just really, if you are looking to hire a designer, asking the right questions and making sure that that partnership is going to be, mm -hmm. you know, the right fit for each other. Right. Cause, Cause it is a partnership. It's, Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes you're working together for two years, you mm -hmm. know, yep. and it's, it's not, 
you want to make sure you get along. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's just going to make everybody's lives, a little, yeah. you know, good and nice and at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So if somebody listening wants to get in touch with you guys, what's the best way? Ooh, uh, Instagram. Instagram. You can DM us. You, you can email us. Mm-hmm. And your Instagram is? KJ Design Collective. <laughs> you can uh, check out our website. There's an inquiry form on there, too, that directly sends an email to us. Uh, you can also... Like Jenny mentioned, email, email, us, email yeah. us. So there's a variety of ways. Yeah, you but can the reach best out. way is just go to our website and fill out the inquiry form, and Absolutely. then we'll we'll return um, the inquiry form. We'll you know reach out and right. and schedule a, an introductory call. Absolutely. And your website is kjdesigncollective.com. Yep. Yes. So go and check them out. You know they have an amazing portfolio, inspiring portfolio. You can see their day to day, the projects they're in. Go to their social media. And follow them because ultimately, if you're looking to design your home, um, it's great to also know what's going on in the market, who's designing what, what materials are being used. Um, and that's a great resource right there. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for being thank here. You. you know, it was amazing. This was fun. Yeah. yeah. You, you gave us a dose of knowledge and uh, hopefully everybody feels a whole lot more comfortable going into <laughs> home projects and what they should know and trends that they can incorporate right. themselves. and talking about trends and products and services and people and professionals. I mean, obviously we produce the home designer remodeling shows. You guys were one of our featured designers and we will be seeing you later in the year. Um, And uh, you know, so for everybody, obviously you can check us out at homeshows.net, visit our shows in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, as well as Palm beach, as we are focused on bringing and featuring the top professionals, products, services, everything that South Florida has to offer for your home. Um, go to our website at homeshows.net. Follow us at FL Home Shows. Um, but until next time, make sure you subscribe to our channel and get all of the latest in home design and home improvement. But stay tuned for the next episode.